Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the third season of Glee on the Rocks. I'm Emily. I'm Mandy. I'm Mav. And uh, here we are, the third season. I mean, not like our podcast has had specific seasons, because it hasn't. Um, but we're going to start pretending like this is a definitive third season. And this is the first episode of the third season. So welcome back if you have listened to the other two seasons. And welcome initially if uh, this is your first time. Um, well, it's a weird episode to jump in on. If this is yeah. This would be... Not judge it, but just weird. <laughs> it might be a little confusing to jump in on this one. Um, yeah, but no judgment if this is your introduction to us and to Glee? I mean, maybe a little judgment if this is your introduction to Glee. I mean, I'm the person who probably would jump in on the most recent season of a podcast, but only if I've seen the show before. Yeah, we are assuming that you've all seen yeah. the show. As an introduction to Glee overall. <laughs> yeah. Although major bonus points if this is your first episode of the podcast and you've not seen the show. In which case, all one and a half of you, kudos. <laughs> yeah. Um, congrats on finally getting on the bandwagon that has been dead for 10 years. Or ultimately, <laughs> I'm sorry someone is holding you hostage right now. Yes, that too. And this is the form of torture. It is. Um, so I guess we should kick it off in our usual style with, um, we're going to read you the episode recap from our Lord and Savior, the Glee Wikia, who does half our work for us every time. So, uh, this episode is called The Purple Piano Project. It is the first episode of Glee's third season and the 45th episode overall. Premiered on September 20th, 2011. Uh, the season premiere opens, revealing that some that for some members of the New Directions, it's their senior year. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that. As New Directions prepare to recruit members after losing Quinn and Lauren, Will thinks of the, quote, Purple Piano Project, in which Al Mata, a rich businessman, invests in the arts and gives purple pianos to the Glee Club. With the purple pianos scattered around the school, the New Directions have to sing a song if they spot one. With the seniors questioning their futures beyond high school, Rachel and Kurt attempt to find a college in New York after learning that Juilliard does not offer a musical theater program, while Finn is lost and confused about his future plans. This episode was directed by Eric Stoltz and written by Brad Falchuk. And so here we are. Um, yeah, <laughs> the new school year has begun. And this episode opens with um, everyone's least favorite person, Jacob and Israel, interviewing the various members of the oh. club, who very conveniently now decide to tell us whether or not they are juniors or seniors. Yeah, it's, it's nice of them to clear that up for us at this specific mm -hmm. moment, yeah. all at the same time. Yeah, I really enjoyed Tina's um, no, I'm a junior, and he's a junior. Like, were you, though? Have you always been this age? Thank you for taking the time in the third season to let me know about these, what I would consider to be fairly important information, such as, like, your age. Yeah, especially, you know, I don't, I don't know how we want to structure this, because, again, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, we don't structure. We pay fast and loose, just like Lee. Um... We find out plot shenanigans. What are the what? Unnecessary. Uh, we find out that traditional plot. We don't. We don't follow anything. Uh, Kurt and Rachel are only now, as seniors, thinking about their college plans. There is no way Jacob Barry, <laughs> for one thing, wouldn't have already had a plan for this, and for another, would have 
not looked into the school she wanted to apply to. Yes. You're telling me Rachel Berry did not know until she was a senior that Juilliard did not have a musical theater program and she hadn't already picked out exactly what she was going to wear the first day of college when she like when she was like in a freshman. That's no. Also she didn't know not it even existed. Yeah. Like this like venerated that she'd never heard of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is apparently I mean they talk it up like it's a really it's a venerated program. Mm -hmm that has produced stars and she hadn't even heard of it. Well, I mean, it's just, it's, it is one of those, like, you can, you can hand wave a lot of things away with Glee and we do, but like two type, two type A seniors having not yet prepped for college at the beginning of their senior year, when you already have had to take in your SATs, if I'm not wrong, don't you take your SATs in junior year? Pretty sure you do. We didn't do SAT, so I'm not sure, but... Uh, do the ACT? Yeah. I think the ACT, like, three times, they, like, pushed it at the end of every year. Yeah. ACTs, SATs. Like, there's a whole... There's prep that you have to do to go to college, which is not good or bad. It's just the way American schools work. You're, the beginning of your senior year, you fucking know what you're going to do. And if you don't know what you're going to do, is a little late to start now and still tick to, stick to this timeline that everyone else is going to be on. So, I mean, people are getting like early acceptance. Yeah, in, like, fall mm-hmm. of senior year. So, what? Mm-hmm. Now, the the upside to this little interlude is that we do get Kurt saying, "Married by thirty, legally." Ah, that was such a bittersweet line, wasn't it? Wasn't it just? Um, what else did we find ah. out? <laughs> we find out that Finn is a mediocre senior. Mike is going between Harvard and Stanford. Um, Mercedes is no longer dating Sam, which if by dating, you mean that we saw them at the Lima Bean one time at the very end of the finale, then that's dating. And now she's with a football player whose name I can never remember. Uh, Santana's a senior, Britt is a senior, and Quinn is a skank. That's the rundown. I I think of all those situations, the only realistic one to me is Finn. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Finn just being like, I, I I don't know. Like, yeah, you're right. I don't know. That's the one. He's the one I go, oh, you didn't apply anywhere? That makes sense. Yes. Yes. Finn not having a plan beyond high school definitely makes sense. Maybe I also recognize that and respect it because I was that kid. Nice. I still don't know how I got into college. Literally, I don't remember applying. Okay. <laughs> I don't either. Everyone talks about like there. how hard. So yeah, like oh, the process is so difficult, and writing with this essay, it just like I, I think we are just old enough where the college application process was like stressful, but not like, like you didn't spend your entire high school career leading up to applying for college. Yeah, no, I th- I think that's exactly it because like I, obviously I did apply to college because I went to college, but I. Right. <laughs> Remember it being a thing that took my life over. No, I, I applied like to, to one school and I went to apply. it. You just showed yeah. up. I just showed up. You just showed up and just like it was like I go here now, and yeah. they were like, and nobody said anything because you like wrote some checks or the government wrote some checks, and they're like, well, okay, we'll just go with this. Well, no, oh, like, literally, oh, I went to junior college first, so they literally paid me. They probably would have just sent a car if I hadn't shown up. <laughs> I got like six hundred bucks a semester. Ugh, I hate yeah, it. It's okay. If it makes you feel better, I put it all in a bank account and spend it on 
actual university two years later and it lasted half a semester. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is what I anyway, like about that whole kids start looking yeah. into colleges now. Or don't, don't wait. fuck it up. I don't care. Or don't. All go to trade school. Health, so, you know. yeah. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Learn to be a uh, plumber and you'll always have employment. That's true. Become an electrician yeah. or a plumber. Mm-hmm. Or I guess learn how to code. Everybody's but like everybody's gonna shit. You need somebody's gonna need to fix that. Yeah. You're gonna shit and you need the lights. And really, that's about all there is. Um, anyway, Glee, the episode. Yeah. Um well, once again, the Glee Club needs more members because that's how we set up our seasons is they need to hold, they need more people to come and sing. Zyces is out for uh, some reason and uh, they gotta they gotta bring in the bodies. So Mr. Schuster decides that the way to recruit new members is to, uh, I, I guess through an act of public embarrassment by making his Glee members that, that sing- in the hallways and in public yeah. because as that, we've learned historically that's always gone well for them it has as we know what we know about mckinley high school tells us that um recruiting through public performance is the way to go and it uh, it works right they got 10 new members and they never have to worry about filling out the roster again and the show ends on a on a high note yeah i was surprised they took it in that direction but yeah. you know everything's gotta work out once in a while yeah so that's the end of Glee. And they win nationals and we can all go home. And, and everybody lives happily ever after. And I guess this podcast is done. Yeah. It's too bad I bought this mic. <laughs> and now the start yeah. of our other podcast, How to Get Through High School. Yeah. <laughs> that is not something I can give advice on. I hope you've enjoyed this backdoor pilot. <laughs> this is our backdoor pilot on our life advice. Fucking surprise. It's been 45 episodes of Backdoor Pilot, all leading up to this moment where we announce we are actually going to be a self-help podcast for high school students. We committed to the bit, and I think it's worked out. I think it's really worked out. This episode was kind of like blob light. It was. I mean, as a unit. I mean, I remember, I remember liking it, and then I watched it, and I went, oh, there's a lot of this I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I Yes, I liked this episode. Um, because it, it kind of, it moves pretty snappy. It trucks along of, you know, you've got Kurt and Rachel's storyline, you have Kurt and Blaine's storyline, and you have Skank Quinn, and everything is kind of, it's moving somewhere in a way that sometimes these episodes don't go anywhere. Like it's, it has a little more propulsive feeling behind it. The pacing reminds me a little bit more of early season one when like things were just happening fast. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely feels, it's not like a reset of the show, but it's definitely like a yeah back to not, you know, back to our roots, but back to that a little more fun loving go get them kind of a thing. And, you know, it's, it's especially interesting considering like, I think we agreed in the last podcast that they don't end their seasons very well. No, but they begin them well. But they begin them really well. Yeah. Like, all isn't of the... Just sort of pretty- their thing now? Or at least, isn't that just ri- sort of Ryan's thing now? <laughs> that is, he can yeah. do the first half of something well. Uh, yeah, they can. They can really kick yeah. something off with a bang, and then by the middle of it. Well, they've had all summer to work on one episode, and Eric Stoltz knows what he's doing. 
So well, he's done enough episodes too. He uh, really has. Time. I don't know what that's all about. Um, so one of our key storylines, and I say our meaning my, is is clean, and the arrival of one Blaine Warbler at McKinley. <sighs> I just, I just have so many feelings about this, and it has not as much about how much you love it about how much you love it and I just, it oh like, man i just love it so much i mean that opening shot i mean i say opening shot opening shot for this the scene where he walks up i think with, we like, all bow tie when well, we say opening shot we know yeah. we know, we know. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a rest of the episode but no the opening is clearly the scene that takes place halfway through <laughs> yes um exactly, the- exactly and that is the opening <laughs> The intro of Blaine Anderson versus Blaine Warbler yeah. is um, astounding. And rewatching it, I was like, right, I did like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that, that hit me. That got me good. Um, but I still, hit you I in mean, it got hit me in the feels, man. Like, I am happy to talk about um, the outfit and the sunnies and the claim theme and his. Um, beautiful beautiful line i came here for me because i can't stand to be apart from the person i love the wink his big old stupid face and all that kind of shit but also the ramifications of blaine transferring to the story in general (laughs) i can't there's not a person on earth who can make me agree that this was a good idea at this time. And that's my hill. Yeah, and I already I just, died I just on think it. They're not... What was that? Oh, I, just, yeah, I just think they're not, they weren't creative or good enough to be able to write uh, him adult in any other way. Like they didn't know how to do it. I know. They really didn't. They had no way of maintaining like the freshness of the relationship, but also the, um, competitiveness of them being competitors <laughs> the competitiveness of them being competitors which was fun like in the previous scene of them at the lima bean when they're talking that fun thing right that i'm gonna beat you Ooh. and i know what that does to you when i win like that flirty fun like they would have been competitors and that would have been both really exciting and a strain on the relationship and having to maintain that distance and having to find the time to see each other and Blaine already having graduated from Dalton because he was already a senior. <sighs> Clearly their academics just weren't uh, up to, you know, up to snuff. And when he switched, he had to go down. <laughs> right, the, the so, Dalton Academy well, did not have the same academics well, as a Lima public school. They didn't have teachers. Yeah. Never went to class. Um, yeah, and I, I remember how excited people were that Blaine slash Darren was going to be, because this is his first episode as a main cast member. He got bumped up for season three, which was a big thing, and he got paid more. But yeah, for the sake of the story, I would have rather this not happened at this juncture. Like maybe a mid-season transfer, something. Yeah. I don't know. It it always annoyed me the uh the conversation where as soon as Kurt like gets his way and Blaine's there, Kurt's like, You didn't do this for me, did you? Like, no, he literally just did transfer schools for his boyfriend yeah. casting. 
Yeah, he 100% just told you, I can't stand to be apart from the person that I love. Like, that that's you. Like, can we specifically only can we also talk about how that's not healthy? Yeah, that's also not, not healthy. healthy. Like, you guys are 17, maybe 18. Like, let's let's hit the brakes a little bit. But it's Glee. But of course, we do get, it's not unusual. Love will never do what you want to do. Why can't this crazy love be mine? Which I adore. It is. I, it is. I love the really idea good. that Blaine convinced all of the Cheerios to do a dance routine with him. I know. Like, the only one who didn't know what the routine was was Santana, which I do think that Naya and Darren have like cute chemistry together as Blaine and Santana. They and, do, like, yeah. Her watching along, like trying to follow and then playing that up. But like, how did every other cheerleader know it but Santana? I like, I like that friendship. I think that's one of my favorite friendships, but just like, just unexpected. And I'm like, I like this. Yeah, like it's this adorable. Song. Yeah. Um, I assume that just like Blaine winked at the cheerleaders and they were like, yeah, we got it. We're good. I mean, apparently that must have been how it happened, or else he was, like, secretly sneaking into McKinley for days in advance. Also possible. Also sounds right. Yeah. I mean, his pants matched the Cheerios uniform. Oh, that's true. I didn't even so notice that. He really color-coordinated oh, with that. Oh my god, there was foreshadowing. He was always going to be a cheerleader. <laughs> Shut up. I hate it so much. <laughs> And he becomes toddler Blaine so quickly too. He like really does. I, I like I've already expounded on how suave older Dalton Blaine Warbler is like peak Blaine Warbler for me. And he shows up at McKinley and he's in like tight Darren pants and a polo and strutting in like leather shoes. And that's fine. That's another version of Blaine. Maybe that's how he likes to wear his pants at home. And then he shows up in the choir room in a fucking sweater vest and like a little bow tie. How, how, why? How did, how did the Brooks Brothers Jr. section happen so quickly? Just to hurt me. The world may never know. Yeah. I I think it was a vicious attack on me. I think it was just uh, the wardrobe department going, how small can we make? Let's keep going. Someone's kid had like shown up on set and left their bag of clothes behind, and they were like, What do we do with this? Oh, Darren, he's tiny. He's tiny as fuck, dude. Oh my god, remember that? Tiny as fuck. I see what you did there. Yeah, that was a reference. (laughs) That That was a reference, you guys. Uh, Google it. Um, So I guess we can move on from, from Clayne. Not that I want to, but we can. Another big storyline is the Niata hopefuls, the introduction of Harmony, and the fact that Kurt and Rachel are no longer special and the most talented people that they have ever met. Oh, I have I have hot takes on this storyline. Yes, please. I don't think they'll be that hot, but uh, no, just the the crying in the car scene just annoyed the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Like, did you two people just realize that other talented people exist? Like, I think they did. Yes. And yeah. that's what annoys me. 
Yeah, I mean, I understand that it was supposed to be like a cute bonding thing, or not cute, but like a meaningful bonding thing for them. But, but no, it just really, I really just wanted to be like you are both being absolute brats right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, I like I, the idea of of them not doing anything in any sort of like, like no church choirs, no uh, yeah. after school theater groups, no anything. You know, like yeah. oh, you just expected to you just do your high school whatever's and you're good okay yeah they do nothing else which like fine i don't i had zero extracurricular activities yeah, no, beyond totally being fine. on the swim team but like don't show up at this niata mixer when you've just learned that the school is like hot shit and then be surprised when everyone else there have been actively working towards a goal the whole time like these are kids with a passion and a drive and they knew what they wanted in the way that rachel always talks about how she wants a singular but goal never actually does. but never does it these fucking kids were like niata i'm going i'm 13 years old and i'm gonna rehearse until i die yeah i mean I think harmony I, I was just gonna say harmony is like the rachel i would have liked to have seen yeah like, i if that had the main character exactly. of Glee, mm -hmm. like that would have actually been great. I definitely forgot about Harmony, and then when I saw her show up, I was like, "Oh yes, yeah." This like wild-eyed, crazy woman. I went in, and Adam said, "Crazy like Patty Lapone." Love it. Bring it. Well, that's always what they say. Rachel is, and then yep. like that, she's like, "Everything, my dreams about everything, and I'm gonna put everything towards them." I'm like, and then. You fuck off and do some other thing because boys, or insert some of the random thing of the week, whatever mm -hmm. it is. But so it's, it's always like she pays lip service. That's who she is, but that's not actually who she is. Yeah. And yeah. Harmony is that. So Harmony is that person. I was going to make the same point, Mandy. Totally agree. Yeah. And I, so I guess we can take a side, um, a side track on this because the actress who plays Harmony was from that the glee project yeah i was trying to think of an adjective for the glee project oh. like that misbegotten glee project yeah. or that shit stain oh. of a tv show the glee project um yeah she she was from that she didn't win and yet still got a role because murphy liked mm -hmm. her and this it's part had already been written american idly it is, yeah. yeah. He, um, for people, people who don't, don't know, descend into obscurity, and then right. other people don't. <laughs> exactly. If you don't know what the Glee Project is, first, count yourself lucky, and second, it was a reality competition show for people to go through a boot camp to potentially become a guest star on Glee, and the actress who played Harmony. Lynn Pierce. There we go. Lindsay Pierce. Excellent. She was a runner up along with Alex Newell. And that got her, um, I think like only two episodes or some shit on the show. But she didn't, she didn't win, but she still got a role because Ryan Murphy was like, I like that one because that's how reality competition shows work. Yeah. Um, luckily for Lindsay Pierce, she has actually starred in other things since this. So, uh, you know, good for her. Good job, Lindsay. Yeah. Well done. 
I think she's a uh, in. I think she just got cast in Wicked. Oh, nice. What I mean, to be fair, who isn't in Wicked <laughs> at this point? Like, I'm going to be starring in Wicked next month. I have been in Wicked. <laughs> also. <laughs> so, Mandy, when's your turn? When are you going to be in Wicked? You know, I've penciled it in for sometime next year, so we'll see. Right. Perfect. Um, but yeah, I mean, her performance of um, Anything Goes and Anything You Can Do, the mashup, was great. In olden days, a glimpse of stalking was looked on as something shocking. And they're all talented and it scares the shit out of Kurt and Rachel as it should. Yeah, it literally should. This yeah. is someone who's been practicing every week for four years. Yeah. You haven't been like, yeah. And like, as you said, crying in the car over this, like, well, what did you think was going to happen? Oh, you thought you were just going to walk in and gold star yourself into the school. And of course, she uh, later that. she kind of does, she did that. but Fucking Rachel Berry. Yes. So, what else happens in this episode? Um, uh, one of the best characters to grace the small screen got introduced. Sugar Mata. I'm a fan of Sugar Mata. Yeah. I mean, that's Glee doing humor right most of the time. Yeah, that's Her. that's a that's Glee doing an outrageous character. Yeah. <laughs> Just rolling with it. Yep. I like to think she just showed up on set and was like, so this is the character I'm going to do. And they're like, yeah. Like, yeah, okay. Go, Vanessa. Sure. Do whatever you want. Um, I mean, I also like that there was finally someone who tried out for the Glee Club who can't sing. <laughs> like everyone else. Yeah, really. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I don't dislike her. I think it's kind of fun. Um, and it's nice to have like a different personality of someone who's just so blatantly i don't care this is how life is she's so, I win. She's so ditzy and like in her own head and yeah in her own world where it's like i mean they all kind of are in their own world but hers is just so like what the fuck where yeah. does this come from but i love it it is it is way over the top that actually works when they yeah, do, I, as opposed to I other like things her. where they go way over the top it doesn't yeah, I like her the same way I like Sue when they're doing mm-hmm. Sue. If this were today, she would be an influencer. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what she would be influencing, but well, she would I be. I kind of feel that way about a lot of the influencers, but That's she true. definitely sells hair vitamins. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Yes. Some sort of diet tea. Yes. Exact yes, and gets the entire Glee Club to go on um, a, a tea diet, and they all have to <laughs> just imagining them like having full diarrhea during nationals. Except for Brittany, the- who misunderstands it and only eats things that start with tea. Tea, <laughs> tacos. We just wrote it. We just wrote a Paper fun tacos. episode. I think we did just write we the did, finale. Yeah. yeah. If they oh, had, well done, everybody. Uh, 
if they want those reboot ideas, we uh we got one. Yeah. Sugar Mata Nobody the influencer. Good idea. Cold Mata love. I don't know. <laughs> uh yep, yes. That's, it. that's done. Um what else? We've got well got we can Quinn the Skank. We got Quinn the Skank. And I know a ton of people love Quinn the Skank, and if if that's you guys, then have at this this section. I mean, I like it. I like it just I to me I was like, yeah, I know, makes sense in the in the idea that she has spent her entire, you know, high school career so far being career so far, uh, being the all American girl. And after having like a pregnancy and going through a bunch of shit, like, no, I think it makes sense that she may try to explore and be somebody different and just try to reinvent herself and i mean isn't that technically what you do when you're young you try to figure out who you are so to me it made sense i liked it i liked the idea of like a you have puck who is you know supposed to be the bad boy and we'll leave him where he is because they're not going to it and i like them doing it with a girl i just got sad when they stopped and kind of were like never mind about face JK. Yeah, I don't mind the plot line. Um, I, it did annoy me how she changed her voice. Mm-hmm. That that like intonation that she uses when she's being skank Quinn got on my nerves. Uh, the pink hair is cute. I, I'm I'm shallow when it comes to Quinn. <laughs> you like her like little midriff bearing top there? Yeah, like I'm I'm okay with this storyline. I like how she, and she's like she's pretty. And I'm fine with that. That's, yeah, that's, that's all I got for Quinn sometimes. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's most of Mike's storylines, too, is, oh, he's pretty and dance is good. Oh, you're right. So. Uh, yeah. Which is why <laughs> I like him. Yeah. I, I think that's probably okay for uh, for Quinn as well. Um, it does it does jive that a teenage girl would have her little um, first crisis of identity. Well, she hasn't even had the first. She's had a couple. Yeah. Um, Homegirls had a lot. It's true. Oof. But, you know, to to throw off the shackles of the Cheerios and just be like, I'm going to smell bad. It's, it works. I think that's exactly how she thought of it, too. I'm gonna, you know what? I've decided to smell bad. I mean, they're teenagers. They all smell bad anyway. Yeah. I've decided to smell awful and also cancer. Yeah. This is what I've decided I want in my life. <laughs> Uh, I did think it was interesting that Rachel, of all people, recognized that the reason she was doing this is that she's sad. Like, of all people, to have insight into someone's psyche and emotions, for it to be Rachel, it's like, well, I guess they really are girlfriends. Or maybe she also had, like, a punk phase and we never got to see it. (laughs) It was five minutes and she accidentally applied too much mascara. Yeah. Her punk phase was just she watched, um, like, West Side Story too many times. I thought she was a shark. When you're a shark, you're a shark all the way. Yes, that, that's Very how that goes. Well, anyway. Are you riding a motorcycle? That definitely sounded like a motorcycle. I'm sorry, I'm outside and somebody rode by. I'm like, not a motorcycle because there's two wheels in the front and one in the back, and I don't know what to call that. I'm a tricycle. <laughs> Motorized <laughs> tricycle? A big oh, okay. very loud. Okay. And I kept trying to mute it, but it was very loud. Was it like a 22-year-old with a massive beard, or was it like an 85-year-old? Neither. 
I oh. really neither, but uh, which is disappointing. The second one would have been acceptable. Yeah. It's like an old person riding a motorized trike. That's fine. <laughs> With like uh. a beard. Yeah. It'd be crazy. I'd be all in. I'd be like, I just, I just need to know where the story goes. <laughs> I just going? need to know. Um, but speaking of the West Side Story, Rachel has offered that musical for the next school musical because she realizes that she needs more credits and more experience to be able to compete at Niata. And as was rightfully pointed out, the last two school musicals got, got the, got the boot. So, um, on to West Side Story we go, which is a, an arc that at least gets a couple episodes. So that's nice. Yeah. They were always fond of their, their arcs for things like that. Yeah. And it has a great climax. See what you did there. Just see what I I did there. See that? Yeah. uh, I thought about that one. I didn't. Um, Yeah. Well, I, you know, with this announcement, plus Kurt announcing that he's going to run for senior class president, at least the, the season premiere sets up some long game storylines of Kurt and Rachel trying to get into Niata of Blaine trying to fit in, knowing that he's going to clash with the other Glee members as being the newbie who always gets the solos. Uh, Quinn trying to find herself. Yeah, I had actually forgotten that Finn doesn't like Blaine. Yes, because it it doesn't last. Oh, it lasts a little while. You know, they they bro it out later. But yeah, because, you know, Finn is used to being top dog and now the little dude's showing up. It's like it's like this little yappy poodle shows up and he's like the fuckity fuck. It really kind of is like the Saint Bernard looking at like yeah. the little Pomeranian, like what the hell? What are you? Who? What? And it's like nipping at the heels, but all while also being adorable and yeah. super cute and wearing a sweater vest. <laughs> Basically, it's Popeye, Popeye the foodie. It's Popeye the foodie. Oh. Sorry. I mean, my, Blaine's my clothes only... probably could fit a Pomeranian. Yeah. The only acceptable influencers are dog influencers. That's fair. Or penguins. Or penguins? I don't know. It was the first thing that came to mind. I would ex- totally accept a penguin influencer. Right? That's a missed I mean, by Sun Tzu somewhere. They're always well-dressed. Okay, so, so for like... our third podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you for all fashion tips. You look, you look handsome all the time, Mr. Penguin. Would you say that they are perhaps dapper? They'd be very dapper. Very dapper. dapper penguins. That's the third podcast. Back to our episode. We're doing it now. We're really branching out here. We got plans. We have plans. Our Patreon's taken off a little bit. Uh, we are going to ride that wave. Do we, are we, do, have we hit the period of the, of the podcast where we talk about favorite, uh, favorite songs? Well, uh, is there anything else that happens that's um, of import? Like Sue tries to destroy yeah. the gay club yet again and run for Congress. We've also got Schuster's Blue Balls, which, you know, apparently deserves multiple scenes. Uh, <sighs> yes, but I guess it does give us Emma's great line of, so this is what being turned on feels okay. like, even though asexual queen Emma Pillsbury yeah. dies a quick mm, death. Yeah. But um, I like I like the asexual queen, but oh yeah. well. I think we can just continue on with her being the asexual queen and ignoring 
that aspect of shoes. Yeah, life. especially considering it's in relation to shoe, and I just don't want to think about that. Would you rather think about um, the long game Sue shoe enemies to coworkers to friends to coworkers to enemies to lovers to coworkers to friends and back again? Because I, I would. You did there. I see what you did there in the middle, and I am not here for it. No? But I've been writing... Nobody, nobody should love... But I've been writing, like, a 200,000-word epic. The end. Nobody loves you. Go home. The end. That's not what you say on all the episodes you're not on. Just FYI. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You have professed... We love for Mr. Have a, like anytime we feel the need to inject an opinion of yours, we just tell everyone you really like shoe. Yeah. And it's so, out there now. That's going to be your legacy. That is like almost an every episode thing at this point. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. a big fan of shoe. In fact, I think the number one fan. Is that where that shirt came from? Shoe stand 2020. <laughs> yeah. It showed up at my fucking house. Listen, we're just trying to help you out. You gotta live your truth. Yeah. Uh, Don't let other people's opinions bring you down. If you like that character, man, just ride the wave of his hair. Okay. Okay, moving on. <laughs> A firm and succinct moving on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh, favorite songs? <laughs> favorite songs. Um, You Can't Stop the Beat. Well, no. It's not unusual. Well, I mean, both. should we just assume we're all going to pick It's Not Unusual for our blame bias and then just yeah. who our second favorite song is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, I um, like Anything Goes. Yes, I can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, Mav. although I. I think I'm gonna go with you can't stop the beat. Five, six, seven, eight. Ever since the soul world began, the woman found out if she shook it, she could check up a man. And so I'm gonna shake and shimmy at the best that I can today. Cause you can't stop the motion of the ocean or the sun in the sky. You can wander if you want, but I never ask why. If you try to hold me down, I'm gonna spit in your eye and say that you can't stop the beat. I can't pick. It's not unusual. I'll take that one. I thought you were going to go with Big Spender. (laughs) (sighs) No. Big Spender. I I love that song, and that was that was that was horrid. I just liked seeing someone of my own singing capacity on the show. Yeah, really. That was mm. a representation for me. Mm-hmm. I felt seen. Um, yeah. It's probably how I sound when I try to sing it, but... Just join a um, glee club. Yeah. Um, I did like You Can't Stop the Beat. I just liked, uh forgot her name, even though I'm the one that said it earlier, Lindsay Pierce. Yeah, she's pretty good. Yeah. Um, cool. Any favorite lines? Uh, I liked... The right at the start when Finn gets slushied, uh, taste the rainbow, Gliatch. Oh, yeah, 
Pagliacci. Oh, um, I, are you going to give fun fact trivia time? Um, I was not because I didn't have it. I didn't have the uh, fun fact pulled up on my phone, but I can do that. Oh, well, that is. I oh, have yeah. it. Fun fact trivia oh, time yeah. is that Gliach was originated by a contestant on the Glee project. And so Murphy That's put amazing. it into of the show. Course. Of course he did. Um, and it was originated by uh, a, the contestant named Emily. So you're welcome. I don't think I remember her. Thank I didn't watch the project. I'm pretty sure she's the one who, in Darren Chris's episode, they were telling, you know, they were giving their names. And she was like, my name's Emily, but you can call me anything you want. Oh, God. Okay. And that's when I stopped watching. Yeah, no, that was, that was a lot. It's like, I can't do this. I hate reality shows anyway, for the most part, other than The Circle. That's a good one. It's excellent. Um, I only watched that because you mentioned it. Other Glee trivia is uh, no naked boy in the shower singing to open the episode. Thank God. Really? No Blaine? Yes. <laughs> I mean, we get enough of Blaine singing in the shower later on. Yeah, we do. I mean, what? It's terrible. Um, all right. How's our Kevin McHale scale? Non-existent. I mean... Like a zero. Does he have lines even? Like, he doesn't even get to say what year he's in. Yeah. It's true, he doesn't. He does get quite a lot of food thrown at him in the big, great food fight. I think some people are gonna get out some aggression today. This food fight, and I will be one of them. That's true. This is why I kind of think, like, isn't this sort of like a negative for him? Yeah. He no lines, get... but get covered in food. Yeah, no lines, but you get spaghetti down your pants. Which, I uh, you know, might be a positive. Like a uh, it depends on how you like spaghetti. I know you Not and like you and Mr. Schuster really like to bring on, spaghetti so... into it. The Kleindex, then? <laughs> Kleindex is pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. They don't um, they don't get a duet, which is an automatic 10. But um, Blaine sing. I was going to say an 8, too, because Blaine sings him a song in front of the whole school. He, um, I fucks him in the hallway. And that actually does remind me, as I was... As I was watching it, I was like, I feel like I remember this episode being the start of all of the very regular, they should have kissed here outrage. Yes. Yes. There is going to be a lot of, why was this not a kiss? And yeah. it's, um, that's a mini episode that we can yes. discuss is, why yeah. doesn't Clayne kiss more? Which will just be pure speculation and opinion. As with all of our mini episodes, mm-hmm. just a lot of, a lot of opinion. We here at Glee on the Rocks have no affiliation with the official Glee something or other. I don't know. Don't sue us. Whatever, whatever. Don't sue us. Uh, Yeah, so I'm going to say a good eight for upending his entire life. And I think now his commute to uh, not even take classes with Kurt, at least be in the same school as him. I'm good with that. Go with that? Um... Any other thoughts, feelings? I, I think I Chris didn't was... remember most of this episode as much as I thought I did. Surprise. I only remembered like 10 minutes of it, maybe. Total. I remembered uh, every frame of It's Not Unusual and very little of everything else. <laughs> yes. I, 
I could. Um, accurate, accurate. I remember the hallway, and I remember it's yeah. not unusual, and that was it. I could storyboard the hallway scene. Um, yeah, Chris looks like he was growing up here. Yes. Okay, that is a note that I put in my notes. <laughs> I can write. Um, I put very early on, Chris seems livelier in yeah. this episode than he did in many of the other seasons. And I am not going to speculate on why that is, if only to say that it is a nice change for his character to be a little more yeah. upbeat. And I mean, he's still sarcastic and a little cynical, but like, there's but a little- like he's having more fun. He does. Chris seems like he's having more fun mm-hmm. filming. And yeah. for whatever reasons, it's nice. I mean, we may speculate, but if so, we'll do that on our mini episodes. Please join our Patreon. <laughs> and then we'll speculate the shit out of it. But yes, I did <laughs> that. I actually wrote that down um, in my, my noties. Yeah. So this is uh, the beginning of the new season. We have a new student. We have several new students. Um, we have, they're going to vie for nationals again. And a couple of them are going to try to get into college. And Sam mysteriously just disappeared. Yes, <laughs> Sam is. His dad got a job somewhere, yeah. and they don't have to live in a van down by the river anymore. As far as Eating we know, government cheese. Um. Yeah. All right. So that is our first episode of the season. Um. As Mandy said, we have a Patreon. Yeah. Join us. There's some content and stuff, and no ads. And uh, you can find us on any podcast platform of your choice etc etc promotion promotion blah 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 that's how that works right that's exactly how that works mm-hmm. subscribe Great. and stuff subscribe and stuff um a massive thank you to adriana our sound editor engineer person 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 generally uh, awesome person yeah who um, awesome person person yeah. person person who will turn this into what you are gonna hear which so is what you hear is not actually what was recorded and this is all good this is for the, yes this is for the better you're gonna be hearing the good stuff after she gets her hands into it and makes us not sound like total idiots which is a mighty task uh, <laughs> so the next episode is a uh, unicorn we're gonna as we said in our goals try to stick to a slightly more schedule schedule <laughs> um and yeah we are people people who will be on a schedule schedule yes and, and we Matt's favorite character is still mr shushu yes you know what whatever <laughs> that resignation the world is ending let us have this we're all dying the world is ending it's all dark whatever whatever this makes you happy fine. it does it does okay fine listen i have to deal with junior plane mm-hmm. you get this I- <laughs> okay. um, on that note great yes on that note we'll uh let you guys get back to your lives we don't have lives so we're gonna keep doing this so i'm gonna let somebody else do the honors we will catch you next time on the pod and um let somebody else say it. You, Miss